This spring has felt full, a little heavy perhaps, but definitely rich. So today, with great emotion, all the feelings, both reluctance and relief, and all the feelings, we are wrapping up this deeply moving series on joy. And we just want to check in and see how your yellow canary of joy is doing. In this season, I found that mine may no longer be breathing, and it's maybe starting to resuscitate. So our question is, how is your canary? We are women who have given up on trying to live in perfectionism and guilt because let's be honest, it just doesn't work. So we're trying something different and choosing to live intentionally and with hope. Please join us as we attempt to open the conversation and search out answers in a safe place. Welcome to the Moo Lily podcast. So it's raining outside. Um, I've had an endless cycle of sick children and about negative three hours of sleep last night. But (laughs) overall, my heart is in a good place. The thermometer of joy is doing well. And I'm really excited about this podcast. We're just going to be pulling a lot of different thoughts together and sharing with you some of our journey. So welcome to the Moolily podcast. Uh, I'm Christina. I'm Christiana. And I am Larissa. Hurrah! Yes, gang's all here. Everybody. In the house! (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Wooten Media. It is. So I always say that. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to confirm. It really is. It really is. Yes. It really is. So they actually produce this. They do the edits and post it on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. we owe a great deal Mm -hmm. to them. Um, also, please check us out on social media. We are on Instagram and on Facebook. And we have a website that we're currently tweaking a little bit. So it might tweaking. change yep. over the coming weeks and months. But we would really love to hear from you. Please um, either email us at themoolilyproject.com. Not the. What? Just... Moolily. No. no. Hello. Hello. Oh my God. Oh what my are you gosh. saying? <laughs> <laughs> I am fired. Hello. <laughs> it's a negative sleep. Moolily.com. Yes, <laughs> or yes. on our website, which mm-hmm. is com, which yes. is M O O L I L Y.com. Oh, yes. good job. We're here. Mm-hmm. So, really, we, um, we really pray for you. We want to be connected with you. We want to know what's on your heart, what the Lord is doing in your life. Uh, any feedback that you have, uh, we would really, really appreciate that. So drop us a line. Drop us a line. I'm going to copy everything you say again today. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I will. <laughs> It'll be really helpful. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I just echo everything she says. <laughs> so we don't have a guest with us uh, today, but these podcasts where we kind of reflect back on the guests that we've had and we look at the things that the Lord has kind of brought together and even what he's doing in our own hearts really are some of my favorites. Um, Me too. Mm-hmm. And Therapy. we've had some mm-hmm. some really wonderful guests in this series. 
some people that are a little bit outside of our circle that have just brought some really uh, rich and sweet truth. And I feel like this series has been kind of formative for us as the Moolily community. Yep. Uh, one of our foundational values you have heard us talk about a lot is um, cultivating the presence of God in the midst of chaos. And with this series, I feel like we've received some really powerful insight and even some tools, some like practices to do um, to achieve that goal, mm -hmm. to really um, help us to stop and pay attention to where our heart is at and to invite the Lord right into that place while we're caring for our children, right, while we're running errands or cleaning our house or whatever is going on, um, that we don't have to like stop and have three hours to yeah. have a quiet time. Although that is valuable, but um, we can access mm. joy. We can be connected yes. to the source of life while we're running. So I've been blessed. Me too. I agree. So this is Larissa, and I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about my journey with the ye yellow canary of joy. And I have multiple times now um, on our blog and maybe through Instagram <laughs> as well, shared that mine is done dead. It's dead, guys. <laughs> it's a sad little birdie. It's a sad little birdie. Um, so when we recorded with Brenda Casey, mm -hmm. and that was our first mm -hmm. in, the in the series. series. Yeah. Um, she is a dear friend of mine. And so I came to introduce her. And before we started, Christina said, well, do you know what the Yellow Canary of Joy is from? And I was thinking that it was just a really cute title that she came up with. I mean, because you just think of like a joyful little singing bird that's yellow and happy and whatever. Mm -hmm. It's this great picture. Little did you know. Little did I know. I <laughs> hate this series. It's so hard. It's so good. <laughs> um, but she said it's this idea of miners in a mine town. They would take the bird down into the mine shaft with them as they're working. And as long as the bird is singing, it's fine but you they would have to be aware of if the bird stopped singing that that maybe the circumstances were a little bit toxic and mm -hmm. were no longer there and so if we apply that bird as like a joy meter in our lives and so as she's telling mm -hmm. us this I'm just I mean my eyes were opened I had to go to work after that and all day yeah. I was just thinking about my life and how I'm doing all of these really good things. I can find very few things that aren't really good, right. but mm -hmm. there might be too many good things. Um, and as at the end of the day, when I'm looking at all of the good things I'm doing, there's not any joy there. Mm -hmm. So it's really caused me to pause and reflect and really look at the good things I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the things I don't want to be doing for sure was that hard? It was so hard. It was so hard to even just be able to separate them. Yeah. You know, and it was hard to kind of get past this idea of maybe I'd be letting people down if yeah. I stopped doing the mm. good things I was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I might have a little bit of like a hero complex of like, oh, well, if I don't do this, who will do it? And that yeah. is so absurd. Someone else will do it. But will they? They I will, mean, do we I know? promise. <laughs> the Lord will provide someone else. <laughs> he wants me to have joy, so I don't have to do everything. Um, but it was it was really hard to look and reflect and kind of pare down. Um, 
so in processing everything with my husband, he is just, he, he laughs a little bit about my schedule and my capacity. I like to be a doer. I like to be mm-hmm. busy. And you have a big, you have a yes. large capacity. Large mm-hmm. capacity. Physically, emotionally. Yes. Mentally, you can juggle a lot of balls and really yes. do very well. Yes. A lot of us fall apart <laughs> at a much earlier stage. Yes. It gets <laughs> so that's like a blessing. And it a is a curse. huge blessing and a curse. So let me just encourage you guys out there. If you like me have a large capacity, that does not mean you should always be at capacity. Right. <laughs> There's the gold. There right will there. be something at some point that throws you over capacity, and yeah. then your life will fall apart. Not quite, (laughs) but it's just not healthy to not have any margin or not have any reserve. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm like looking at my schedule, that's full of great things, but there is no room for one of my children to get sick. And I have three children. So that means one a week is definitely sick (laughs) at least. (laughs) What are they thinking? And I work full time. And so that means I have work commitments and there's just too much. So capacity... You just have to leave some margin there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in um, looking at all of that, um, I had some conversation with my husband about capacity, and he encouraged me to, you know, cut everything out. But why do they do that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, do you know me? I'm not going to cut sh- everything out. Um, but even in processing, I think it's good to keep some in because it is distraction in a way. And let me just explain that. Mm-hmm. Um I live kind of a hard life. I I mean, a lot of people have things, but I have a daughter with a significant medical condition. And it's good for me to have some everyday distraction from that. Like, mm-hmm. I do not yeah. want to be sitting in a place of really thinking about that and ruminating it mm-hmm. on it. Um, however, I do need room in my life to spend a little time doing that. Right. So for me, it would be really unhealthy to cut everything out. Mm-hmm. It would be it's so unhealthy for me. And I think even aside from the fact that it is healthy for you to have things that you're doing that are not constantly fixating on what's happening with your daughter. Yes. Aside from that, I think for your personality and for who God made you to be, yes. it's healthy for you to be exercising the muscles and doing the things that you're good at, if that makes sense. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So there's that balance that you probably are yes. always navigating. And I think there are things that might be work, mm-hmm. but they're actually like a filler yes. for yeah. us. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, even though it requires time or a financial commitment or whatever, um, we come away it's more f- robust, like yeah. more sort of filled and it's with food. vision and we're able to give back to our family and, and to the other things in our lives that that are not optional, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so those things are important. So even when it came to Moolily, there were things that uh, part of my involvement that I don't love, you know. And so being feeling safe and um, allowing myself to get over my little hero complex or whatever (laughs) that is um, and come to you guys and even Mm -hmm. say, hey, there's this part that I really don't want to do. It doesn't bring me joy. I don't like Mm -hmm. it. So can I not do that? Can we find someone else for that? Yeah. But, hey, I think I'd excel in this, and this is life-giving, and I'd like mm-hmm. to do this part. Even in those yeah. things, I mean, that those were hard conversations to have, but really good. Yeah. So not even just backing out of everything, but maybe paring down the mm-hmm. pieces that I'm doing. 
Right. So identifying the, the elements that you really have a sense yes. of call from the Lord to yes. do versus these are just the mechanics. Yes. This is just something that has to get done and actually it's draining the yes. life out of me. Yes. Yeah. So um, when I talked to my husband about all of this stuff um, and then my counselor, well, <laughs> chew on that. Um, <laughs> he, our, my counselor actually recommended us taking a season of rest. And so, um, and he used the word sabbatical and I was thinking, well, that's for pastors and stuff. So, okay, well, <laughs> I can look into that. Missionaries, in grass huts <laughs> you know, in the field of Africa. Um, and so my husband and I kind of started throwing around this idea of taking a sabbatical and we still have to work. Um, that's part of our lives and we have to take care of our children that's also a part of our lives it's not yep. vacation for three months but just this idea of saying no to other things mm-hmm. um and so and really stepping out of things so I'm I'm lowering my commitment at work one day a week mm-hmm. and um, we're going to kind of rework our schedule so some of Dan's long days are actually while I'm at work Okay. And so we'll pay a little bit more for childcare and use a little bit more family resource. But as a family of five, we will mm-hmm. have more time together. Yeah. Um, and I quit my committee at work. You know, I just straight up quit it. I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> so wow. there are things that I have totally pared down. Um, and church-wise, mm-hmm. um, we want to still be in community of course during this season of sabbatical but if on a Sunday going to church does not feel restful to us we're going to skip that yeah and feel permission to do that Mm -hmm. and I think the cool thing about this is this is probably the first time in my life that I have felt secure enough in the community I have to walk away from it for a time and then just re completely reinsert myself yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome Mm -hmm. that you are safe that you are connected enough that the roots are deep that you're not gonna yeah completely yes lose touch or lose that connection that's awesome and so some of the challenges have kind of been us discussing and talking about how how do we actually do this how do we not just fill our time up with other stuff right you know and one of we swimming lessons absolutely (laughs) just so many things yeah that are good things it's so easy but in that, you know, it's important for kids to swim. Mm-hmm. They don't drown that way. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. But it's, it's also time consuming. So really deciding, being intentional to decide together whether these things are good for our family in this season that is committed to rest. And then also um, just leaving space. Yeah. I'm so bad at leaving space. Mm-hmm. I think... Would you say having paused and having to look out of it because of this darn series mm-hmm. that you found there was desire in your heart of, oh, wait, I do want joy that maybe you hadn't looked at in a while? Oh, yeah. I thought I had joy until we talked about <laughs> the series. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, of course, I want joy. Like, I'm always want. I mean, that. Yeah. I, I thought I had it. And then when I stepped away and thought, no, my bird is dead. I haven't heard it sing for a long time. This stuff is work. It's not fun. It doesn't yeah. bring me joy. And not that joy is always fun, but there isn't that deep sense of joy or that rich, I don't know. I didn't even know it was dead. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I was just going along life and I was so busy and there was so much that is good 
And if I just look at it all, it looks good. Yeah. But really, you know, from an outsider, I'm sure it looked fine. Like, oh, Reese is involved in all of these things. And, you know, she's sewing her girls Easter dresses. And it's, you know, I'm sure it yeah. looks like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But in, let me be honest. The bird's dead. <laughs> and I think you do <laughs> have joy. I, I do. just love it. That's so Larissa. My bird is dead. She's just like, call a spade a spade. Yes. <laughs> um, I think, like, Kim talked about the difference between happiness and joy. Yeah. And that happiness can be based on your circumstances or when someone gives you a gift. Yeah. And I think that when you, like, mm-hmm. connect with people, you yes. respond with joy. Yeah. And that's yes. fully... Um, What's the word? That's fully authentic yes, joy. Absolutely. I yeah. think what I hear from you is that there wasn't any reserve. None. Um, and there was no margin. So when something hit, whether it was a little mm-hmm. thing or a major thing, you were like at ground zero. Yes. There wasn't any ability to like return to that place of joy or yes. have clarity of mind or even clarity of your emotions to kind of move forward. It would like knock you down yes, every absolutely. time. I mean, for... In March, my daughter, Emmaus, my oldest, um, was sick every week. She had a fever every week in March for at least a day. And by the third week of it, I I was so busy that week. I was crying. I'm like, why are you sick? Why? Okay, well, let's talk about this. You know, I mean, <laughs> she is my child with a chronic health thing. And I am surprised and annoyed that she's sick because I don't have time for it. Like, I just need you to be well and go to school. Mm -hmm. I love you. You know? Yeah. (laughs) And so that's, but, and that is such a huge, like, indicator of that, of if Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have margin to go be with people that I love because my time is so filled with other stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So needless to say, I'm really excited about this sabbatical. Yeah. It took a lot to evaluate and stop and a lot of encouragement from other people. I mean, honestly, Moolily is what I was most nervous about because there's three of us. Mm. And I'm thinking, I'm going to totally let them down by saying, hey, I don't want to do this thing anymore, which is kind of a big thing. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take the whole summer off. See you later, guys. (laughs) Good luck. I know Mm -hmm. your guys' lives are crazy, too. Hope you can do it. Just the two of you. Goodbye. You know, but I was so nervous. And I wrote this blog and sent it to Christiana for her to edit. And she texts or emails me back and says, hey, so I hope you still want to be a part of Mooley. But if there <laughs> is something that needs to be paired, I will cry and I will miss you. But it's okay. And that was so freeing. Mm-hmm. You know, that was so. And Christina also had the same reaction when I talked to her about it. Well, it was funny when we talked because yes. I was processing something very similar. And I had no I idea that that's idea. what you were processing. Yeah. And... It was like the Lord had already spoken to me what he was speaking to you. And so we were on the same page, which was just so cool. Didn't see it coming. But, yeah, it was just so right. Well, and yeah, in that conversation, Christina said, I just, I feel like maybe I'm needing to pair back. And I just was thinking thank you jesus <laughs> okay hey by the way i'm not doing Miller this summer christina okay okay i think one of the things that's so profound for me is the takeaway of you may not notice until you stop yes wh- where you are and mm-hmm. where yes. your bird is yeah so maybe it should be a regular thing 
yeah. where we stop and look at our bird and see if it's mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. <laughs> or ill. Maybe catch or it before. If we're regularly stopping. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. the hope would be that it, we would catch it in time. Yeah. That we could get out of the mine before we get poisoned with toxic gas. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if, I mean, that's the thing. And I think the thing for me moving forward is to really consider taking a time to stop and say, hey, how am I doing? Kind of a check-in. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It is good. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Really dang it. Mm. So what about you, Christiana? How has this um, series landed with you? It's been quite an experience, (sighs) to be honest. I feel like it's laid me low. Hmm which was unexpected, but providential. And of course, just the timing of the Lord. Yeah. So. It's so interesting to me because, so I'm sitting across from Larissa and Christiana and they both are large capacity people and they both feel big (laughs) feelings, different to the way that I do, (laughs) but in very different ways. (laughs) So I'm really curious to hear your (laughs) process. So fascinating the way the Lord makes us why is us also differently mm-hmm. isn't it just so i've i've been thinking about joy for a couple of years now because of the life model mm-hmm. and because of participating in different events and reading different books so it's been a while now that yeah. i've been thinking about or i've been aware that i have a very low joy capacity mm-hmm. um and that I've been in process with the Lord on a journey. So when you went, hey, we're doing this series, I went, awesome, this is like mm-hmm. my favorite stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about my favorite stuff. You know, that's kind of how it felt. Hurrah. So Hurrah. Yay. It felt at the time. At the time. <laughs> and that, that was your initial response. <laughs> that's my initial reaction because I love to share. I'm a communicator. Mm-hmm. I'm a big time communicator. And when there's things that have impacted me, I want to disseminate it. I want to spread it. Like I want to hear what's the word of the Lord and go as a messenger and like tell it to everybody. Like this is really, this will change things. Let's do this stuff. And I felt that way about the life model and how it's changed my life. So I'm just like, this is awesome. Let's talk about joy. I know where I am in the midst of all of it. Mm-hmm. I've been looking at it for a couple of years now. But as we began to get into it, um, just the circumstances of my life and my marriage and what the Lord is doing with me in the extent that I'm saying yes to him. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things came together in a perfect storm. <laughs> <laughs> it's mm. kind of how it feels. And yeah. so there were March in which we've done a lot of recording, yeah. a couple or have been the joy series was a crazy month for me of travel and stress and just life. Mm -hmm. And I think that put me in a place where I was much more, the feelings were very close to the surface right? Mm -hmm. to say. Mm -hmm. So when we had the podcast with Sungsheen, I was really excited about it because I love the book that she's a co-author of. It's been such an awesome thing in my life. And I thought, Oh, it'll be delightful to meet her. This is going to be great. Um, but I really had no expectation aside from that. Mm-hmm. Right. And all week the Lord kept telling me, Christiana, you need to meet this woman. And it seemed like everything was working against us to get to that point. Right, there it was, was like crazy drama that crazy. day. Like both of us had our children in mm-hmm. urgent care and she 
had some deal with her son. They were traveling, and he wasn't well, and so we had he to was sick too. reschedule, mm-hmm. and then we had to reschedule again. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So then we met in the evening, which is like you get about 40% of my brain capacity right. at that Me time. Too. So funny. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> I feel like the, the walls are down a yeah, little bit. The filters absolutely. are not as much in place. And so, yeah, that was a really interesting – it was a really profound experience. I feel like the Lord yeah. – met us in a way on that recording that was it was unique yeah it was and there was yeah just the amount surrounding that mm-hmm. yeah and all week he, the holy spirit just you need to meet her so gently you need but urgent like there was a you need to meet her mm-hmm. and i was like okay and if i and so we it wound up happening we it, we we got there and i like to introduce that podcast as the podcast in which I am a blithering idiot <laughs> because I literally say two intelligent things the whole time and I'm going yeah yeah the whole rest <laughs> of the time it's it was a shining moment for me as a podcast host but what happened was and I'm glad I get to share about it was it accessed my heart I felt such a connection to her mm-hmm. um and some of the way we're wired and the way her heart has responded like our personalities are different our stories are different all those things are different but there was such a I get you I think you'd probably get me mm-hmm. and as she shared every little piece of revelation she shared hit on something that the Lord has been talking to me about um in the recent months and her places of pain are my places of pain. Yeah. And she has such a remarkable, incredible woman. And I think like the podcast is great and I've listened to it many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I don't know that you can tell from listening to it, what it was like to sit there with her and the mm-hmm. way that the Lord was present with us that yeah. evening. And her spirit was so delightful and she was yeah. so present and so kind and so gentle. And, so much more mature than I am (laughs) and (laughs) so uh, I'll be brief but it it was like it impacted me and as she shared I was literally at the point of hysterical sobbing the whole time and Christina's like you didn't look like it (laughs) and I'm like well that's just my amazing ability crying is probably a little different than other it is but it was like I was holding it back Mm. like holding it back so you felt the the push of the dam against the it wall was and we couldn't see explosive that. Mm-hmm. like all i could do is to sit there going yeah how yeah. do you do that incredible <laughs> self-control it is a gift it's a bad gift okay, it's a well, bad gift it's one of those it's, like it's a blessing <laughs> and a curse yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that it, it's like it shook me something mm. shook inside of me to the depths of who I am and at some point maybe in podcasts in the future I'll share about I experienced a very intense healing a miracle Mm -hmm. early in my marriage Mm -hmm. and at the point when someone laid their hands on me and prayed I felt something happen in my spirit literally Mm -hmm. like I was experiencing an earthquake Mm -hmm. before the Lord actually healed me Mm -hmm. moments later so it's it felt like that that night like some like an earthquake was happening inside of me cool especially in regards to my marriage because it was the thing she shared about her marriage that it went from hellish to so rich and you can Mm -hmm. feel that and I felt like there's hope for me it was one of those moments where there was such hope and I felt um like here's somebody who might be able to teach me how to be my true self so I've pursued her (laughs) yeah (laughs) and who knows how that could ever happen or work out because she lives in California but her heart is yes towards me which mm-hmm. is super like that's so awesome too yeah okay so all that to say that like shaking and rocking that happened 
as I've been reflecting back on it. And I went home that night and I shared with my husband what she said. And I was literally crying so hard I couldn't talk. Like the tears finally like burst yeah. over the top. But I felt something so massive shift inside of me. And it's related to joy. Mm-hmm. Like it's related to being glad to be with people and being able to feel it. And there's something so crucial that has to do with forgiveness mm-hmm. for me yeah. and surrender. Mm-hmm. Controlling how I feel about other people and where my heart is. Mm-hmm. So the Lord today started speaking to me about resurrection power. Like his, and he, he and I have been talking about it for a while, but it's been a long season where I felt like I was in the tomb. Um, like I'm awake. I finally woke up, (laughs) (laughs) but I've still been in this tomb. And the Lord has said multiple times, like, do not, don't resent the time when you're in the tomb. So there's, he and I've talked a lot about what it means to die Mm -hmm. to self so that we can participate in his resurrection. And Sangshim talked about that. Yeah. Again, I was just sitting there like exploding. Yeah. Like couldn't even handle myself. So Jesus is beginning to speak to me about, the connections between his resurrection power and my surrendering and forgiving and then being able to experience joy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can you, um, speak a little bit? It sounds uncomfortable to me. <laughs> that whole thing, like the, <laughs> it's the death, horrible being in yes. the tomb and it's horrible. <laughs> but just what does, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. And, can you like just maybe elaborate a little bit on the discomfort of that and the discomfort of that maybe being okay? Yes. Good questions. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, all the times that I've talked to the Lord about being in a tomb mm-hmm. and about it's because my heart has been dead. Mm-hmm. And there have been so many parts of me that I let die, and especially in regards to my marriage. My husband and I had a lot of trauma at the beginning, Mm -hmm. and he deeply hurt me. And it's been a very long journey of me forgiving Mm -hmm. and of even daring to um, let the the romance come back to life Mm -hmm. or the friendship come back to life. So there's been things in me since even before I met him that I really purposefully shut down emotionally. It's there's so much control in every area because it was just too painful for whatever reason Yeah, to feel and to process the feelings and to be vulnerable and to be tender. So a lot of things are so hard. Mm-hmm. And then there's dreams that are dead too mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So I feel like there's so many parts of me that were just dead that have just been a graveyard in my heart and in my brain. Like there are, there's so many neurological things that I know like, <laughs> parts of my brain just aren't working right <laughs> <You> know, <it's laughs> like, neurologically uh-huh. that's just what happens so it's there's being in the tomb mm-hmm. is hard and waking mm-hmm. up and going I think I want to be outside of the tomb and I mm-hmm. want to be alive again so the waking up means that the Lord has brought you revelation yeah that those parts are dead and that he wants to yeah. bring them mm-hmm. yeah would you say that you were not aware before like those things were just absent and now you see them and you see that the lord wants to bring them back to life in parts but i also am a person who's pretty self-aware okay and there are so many conscious choices made Mm -hmm. that i knew stuff was dead yeah okay so it's both but it was whatever the work of christ in um me surrendering my control Mm -hmm. and him breathing 
upon things in my heart and healing the things that are broken, however that looks like. It's so hard in some ways to talk about healing on a psychological or even a spiritual level because mm-hmm. I think it looks so different for everyone too, how the Lord wor- walks out that process with us. Yeah. But whatever it is, it's that feeling of I'm waking up in a tomb mm-hmm. and realizing like he is bringing things back to life. Mm-hmm. He is healing things inside of me that felt dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been a season where I've just been in some ways, I'm still in that tomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been waiting, like I've been mm-hmm. waiting in the tomb. And I think you could theologically talk about that forever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But in essence, I feel like over the last month, I've been experiencing an earthquake. Mm-hmm. And it's like the stone is rolling away and the tomb is fragmenting and being shaken and mm-hmm. breaking apart. And I'm a little bit like, whoa, I'm not ready yet. Because mm-hmm. it's scary. Right. To step back into vulnerability and to feel sadness mm-hmm. instead of anger, like all the emotions that I choose not to feel. Mm-hmm. So it's very uncomfortable. It's scary. It feels like being in an earthquake and it feels like Jesus is the only thing that's not moving mm-hmm. that I can hold on to. Does it feel unsafe? He feels safe. Right. But it feels unsafe because I no longer have control. Yeah. Like I'm choosing mm-hmm. to let go of my control. And I keep saying yes, which seems dumb. I'm like, yeah. why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> so why are you doing this? What Can you speak to mm. what the resurrection is? What the Lord is bringing? Yeah. I think he's shown me, he's given me vision for what it would mean to let those things be fully alive again. To be able to feel and what it would feel like as a mom yeah. with my children. To be able to experience joy in a deeper way Mm -hmm. um, to be able to feel all the things that I control and in my marriage he keeps stirring these things where it's like there's a desire again Mm. because he keeps showing me what it would look like and feel like and how it would function to have things be healthy Mm -hmm. to have things be alive to have sweetness it's the sweetness of it he just keeps tempting me with sweetness that's why Mm -hmm. I keep saying yes resurrection isn't neat and tidy yeah you know i think we think that we can keep control it like just monitor how fast this thing goes or how slow it goes um Mm. as this like the power that created the universe fills us so i've started delving into some of the people i like to read like tim keller and others i'm looking for Ephesians, is it, maybe it's 1, 17, 18, but the hope of our calling. There's some things in Mm. there where he gets into the resurrection, the power Mm -hmm. of God available to us. Yeah. So I'm just starting to dive into the scriptures as this whole process is happening inside of me that I'm just undone and just talking to the Lord about it. What is it even that you're doing, God, inside of me? I don't know. Wow. That's so good. So good. It's all the feelings. It is all all the the feelings. feelings. It's overwhelming and it's hard and it's painful. And it's, it's like, you know, when your hand is totally numb and you can't feel it anymore as the blood returns to it or your arm and it starts tingling. It hurts so bad. It's Mm -hmm. like that. It feels like that inside. It feels like that inside, but I am, I think the more I just fix my eyes on the Lord, um, right. 
it just brings peace. It bring it just brings peace. I just connect, connect, connect to him mm-hmm. and let his peace fill me. Even as I don't even have language yet to, to right. explain to you, like, I don't know what's happening inside of me right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to do with resurrection mm-hmm. and surrender yep. <laughs> and joy. I like that picture of the tingling in your hand because if you have been operating for how many years, 10 years with yeah. just one hand, you've yep. been a one-armed person carrying a lot. Yeah. I mean, you are married, you have four children, you are a freelance writer, you're a podcast co-host. <laughs> I mean, there's many hats that you wear and you're doing it with half the capacity that the Lord has created you mm-hmm. and he's giving you the full use of your other arm. Yeah. That's really exciting. It is exciting. I'm kind of reminded of the scripture and if this is wrong, we're going to edit it out. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Heresy. Where it's like, it talks about how the Lord brings this and then this and this and then like understanding it and then joy. Do you know yeah. what scripture I'm talking mm. about? Like uh, peace, perseverance. Yeah, suffering. Leads to perseverance. Perseverance mm-hmm. leads to character and character mm-hmm. builds hope and that the yes. hope will not be. So it's not even joy. Because but it's he's still, that's mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. I'll keep you guys updated. That's That's Romans 5, I believe. Look at you. That was like my verse for several years during my DTS. So uh, DTS is the entrance program for YOM, and it stands for Discipleship Training School. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of a joke that it really means death to self because you go through this whole six months (laughs) of like the Lord just brings up all these things. And you thought you were really good person and a really (laughs) solid believer and you were going into ministry and you were going to serve the lord on the mission field and suddenly you discover that there's all this junk and there's all this like dysfunction and there's all these areas of brokenness where you need Mm -hmm. healing and it's it's crazy and so that was the lord's it's like right now this is really hard and Mm -hmm. you're like suffering it hurts and it's suffering and suffering and suffering and i want you to persevere and persevere and persevere it's kind of building (laughs) character and building this but then at the end there's like this hope and the verse Mm. says that it will not be taken away from you because the holy spirit has been poured out into your heart so it's a very powerful it's funny that that's what you just talked about because that's what this series has been right we walked into it thinking yeah let's talk about joy and really it's been this like hard kind of stripping away of and yeah it's good it's good what about you christina have you been laid bare or well i feel like i'm great shallow as a puddle (laughs) (laughs) not at all it's funny when i when this series came to me, I think I was sort of maybe coming through that a little mm-hmm. bit. I was um, I was in just, I mean, a short season, but like this few days or even a week that I, I was just miserable. I just was overwhelmed with everything and I wasn't feeling connected to my husband and I was like crying every day and I was just anxious and frustrated. But it was a little bit undefined. Like it was a little bit like, what, what, what am I so upset about? Like, is this just hormones? Or, you know, anyway, so <laughs> I watched this um, this message on Right Now Media and it was actually Phil Vischer, the creator of VeggieTales, mm-hmm. um, talking. And he recently produced, well, it's a few years old now, but a series called What's in the Bible with Buck Denver. And it's kind oh of like yeah, the Muppets. No, I don't know if you've seen that, it. Yeah. Um, and I have just loved it. I feel like I have learned so much mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like about the Bible and like 
like just what was happening in history when these things were going on and it's like it's been great for my children but it's just been a real blessing so I was really intrigued about his life because I've, I've I heard some of there was a bunch of crazy that went down around VeggieTales and they were bankrupt and they were bought out by Rupert Murdoch and so the VeggieTales that's now operating although I I believe it is still a Christian it's got Christian content it's not owned by a Christian company mm-hmm. so the the vision or maybe the potency of it may have been lost a little bit um, anyway so he was telling some of this story and how the Lord created him to be this like quirky creative artistic man and he had this idea of like talking vegetables selling um, telling bible stories Mm -hmm. and that was what the lord had put in him that was who he was and yet he had grown into this role where he was the ceo he was this managing these huge projects and traveling and speaking and he just wasn't wired for that and he was mm-hmm. dying on the inside and he was doing this wonderful thing. He was like building the kingdom and instilling the gospel in children and it was this wonderful vision, but it wasn't actually what the Lord had called him to do. Yeah. And so he didn't have the grace for it. And um, it just so resonated with me that what is it that you're calling me to do, Lord? Because mm-hmm. I, I, f- I feel that burnout. It was probably kind of that pre-burnout. I don't know that I was actually burnt it was coming up but I just was just feeling so depleted just as you talk about I Mm -hmm. I didn't have the margin I didn't have a reserve and um yeah I just felt the Lord calling me to kind of step back and evaluate some of those things and um I relate to that hero complex I sort of take responsibility for things um I'm quite self-aware, but I'm also very aware of, like, I read other people very well, possibly a little bit too deeply, and I take on what they're carrying to the Mm -hmm. point that I am sometimes not aware of what I'm Mm -hmm. carrying anymore. Do Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, Which I think is a gift. I think the Lord has called me to love people and care for people, but... The thing is, when I'm not taking care of myself, then actually other people suffer. As, uh, in this season, and I know that I'm speaking to a lot of people that are in this season where you are caring for small children and a young family in this craziness, and, and we carry the emotional thermometer of our family. You know, yes. when mama's not doing yep. well, yeah. ain't nobody doing well. No. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> This <laughs> is falling apart right now. <laughs> uh, um, I'm just thinking of like my kids. They Shiloh will say, "Why are you so angry today?" And I'm like, "Oh, duh, what?" <laughs> <laughs> You're picking up on that. That's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, the other thing was I. I just feel like recently I've like come up for air. Like I've been in this mm. season of motherhood where. I've been hidden and I've felt deliberately, like specifically called by the Lord to motherhood. And that hasn't changed, but that I wasn't going to take on a lot of other things or do a lot of other things that this is where I needed to be. And I, um, when I had my first two children, we were still very much in full-time ministry in YWAM. And I had this mentality where I'm just going to take my kids. They're going to be missionary kids. They're going to sleep anywhere and eat anything. <laughs> and they're, I'm going to train them to be flexible. And that that was a great gift. And I had watched other families do that. But I I just wasn't able to do it. And I was like killing myself with this, mm. this rod that I was beating my back trying to be ultra 
flexible and mm-hmm. do everything and be everywhere with what we were doing with the ministry. And I felt like the Lord told me, your assignment right now is caring for your children. So mm-hmm. you need to pursue that. You need to build that career in the same way that you did when you went to business right. college or in the mm-hmm. same way that you did when you went uh, when you j- went into YWAM. Because mm-hmm. I did multiple training courses and I read books and I got around people that inspired me and I listened to them and I asked them questions and I needed to apply that same level of passion to mothering my children because it had kind of become a side thing. Hmm. And the Lord is like, no, this is your thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's been the season that I've been in for um, nine years. Well, probably seven years, effectively. <laughs> um, and Let's be honest. It's been, <laughs> I have just grown so much and I take such delight in in raising my family. And that's been a really sweet place of fulfillment. And I don't think that that, is changing, but I feel like maybe the Lord is allowing me to do other things. Mm-hmm. And so it was about a year and a half ago that I started to dream about Moolali and a couple of other things that I'm working on. And it was like for the first time in like a decade, I'm not pregnant or breastfeeding. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like I have my brain back. Yes. Right. <laughs> and and so I'm I'm a bit of a visionary. I I'm quite ambitious and so my heart and my mind have just exploded with all these things that I want to do and things that I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart and I'm like so uncomfortable with the waiting like why Mm. can I not do this now Mm, or or why you know why is this moving so slowly like I want to take over the world (laughs) and so part of this series has been the Lord saying no, actually, you are still a mom. This is where mm-hmm. I want you to be. Yeah. And all of these dreams that I have placed in your heart, I will take care of and I will bring them to completion. You don't have to fight and stress and push. Mm. Um, so April's podcast was mm-hmm. quite profound because um, – so April is my sister-in-law and I've watched their life and they have walked through some really, really difficult seasons and now they're in a really – incredible season where the Lord is just blessing their ministry and blessing their business. It's just exploded and the opportunities and the capacity that they have now, they wouldn't have had if they hadn't have gone through those seasons. And particularly for her, because she was caring for her husband who was struggling and financial things that were struggling. And I think she was sort of strong. She was the one that Mm -hmm. was carrying a lot of things, but it would be easy for her to feel frustrated in the waiting Mm-hmm. And she had this amazing uh, scripture in Romans 8 that talks about how the waiting does not diminish us yeah. mm-hmm. like a pregnant woman who's waiting. And that was just such a profound revelation for me because I feel like I'm in a season where um, the Lord's kind of given me a new assignment, but he's asking me to wait. He's asking yeah. me to trust mm-hmm. him. And it was killing my joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... um and the Lord's just showing me, even in the waiting, mm-hmm. I am building amazing things. Like, this is not up to you. So that's been a, a mm. really great, uh, something that I have processed with the Lord that's been very life-giving. So um, my son is having surgery this summer. And so I was processing uh, similar things to Larissa, like we need to just pair right back. Like Mm -hmm. our life needs to be simpler and 
I mean, I think we're always going to be busy because we have a big family, but it needs to be not complicated. Right. There's a difference. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So I felt like the Lord calling me to just pull back from a lot of lot of other commitments that I have and just different things that I'm doing with my time. Um, just that we as a family would have space um, with our schedule, but also kind of like mental and emotional space to process the weight of having a child. Yeah having a major surgery and in hospital and all that that does to our routine and everything. So um, it's good. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe <coughs> – so this actually relates directly to the podcast because we feel we went away on a little retreat the beginning of April, the end of March, yeah. and yeah. Um, just prayed into what the Lord has for us as Mulali, what he has for us as women and what he's calling us to – and there was just a really strong confirmation from the Lord that we are meant to kind of take take a step back maybe mm-hmm. over the summer and, and to slow it down. So we are going to take a sabbatical. Moolily mm-hmm. will not be recording for three months over the summer. But don't worry. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> we got we're you covered. We're not going to leave right. you. got you covered. So we're recording a few things in advance, and we have uh, a few guest bloggers, mm-hmm. and we might be using a podcast from last year that um, was rich and applies to this new series. So we will still be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I guess I want to encourage you. Maybe this is something that the Lord would be speaking to you, like – Last summer we talked about, like I did this little sugar fast thing and I was like, <laughs> okay, so this is what God's telling me to do. Mm-hmm. What's what's something for you that you could do? You don't have to do something related to food or health necessarily, but that's just to care for yourself. And so mm-hmm. as we look at joy and as we look at just paying attention to our heart and what's going on around you in this next season, uh, what is the Lord calling you to do to take care of your heart and to pay attention to what? Yeah. Um, he's speaking to you. Good word. It's really f- good. I feel like as we wrap up, mm. I, I feel like the Lord's heart is he will meet you wherever you're at. Yes. Yeah. Whether it's in checking in on your canary mm-hmm. or whether it's in waiting or whether it's in, oh my gosh, something so deep inside of me is being shaken mm-hmm. and I'm going to be okay in that process. Yeah. Like wherever yeah. you are at as you're listening, as you are contemplating joy in your life, the mm-hmm. Lord will meet you as Emmanuel, mm-hmm. the God who is with you wherever mm-hmm. you are at with abundant grace for exactly where you are. Yes. Good word. Mm-hmm. Tell I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So, Theresa, we're wrapping up. We are. We're wrapping up. So stay with us. The next series, we're going to be talking about friendship and how that's really an essential component of being alive. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so of being good. a woman. Of yes, ma'am. Being a wife and a mother is to have friends, to have that support in place. So, um I'm excited for this series. I think it's going to be a blessing to you. Mm-hmm. So, All right, guys, check in the summer for friendship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.